If anybody brought their Bibles, go to the book of Matthew. Matthew 7. We're going to start in verse 24. And, and it. Uh, if you didn't bring your Bible tonight, it's going to be on the screen as well. We're going to read 24 to 29. And this here, this is Jesus talking in his words, and it says this. Um, Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who, who built his house on the rock. Everybody say rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it, not, it, didn't, it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Everybody say rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And it was uh, and 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 great was the fall of it. And then verse 28. And when Jesus had finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. For he was teaching them as one who had authority. Imagine that. And, the, and, and not as their scribes, who were basically the haters. And so, and so that's it. That's what we're reading tonight. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about our lives being built on the rock. And here, Jesus, he was talking here. And, and he was talking about the difference of someone who, who builds their, their life on a foundation of sand. On, on a not a steady foundation versus someone who's built their life on the rock. And the difference is the person who applies what God says in, in the verses, the one that hears and, and the one that does what God says. And, and, um, and, and I really want to uh, highlight the word of God tonight. We're really going to talk about the Bible tonight. We're really going to talk about the inspired Word of God tonight, and 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 I'm not big at like just throwing out titles, but if you want to write this down, the title of tonight's message is "The Problem with Sand." And uh, anyone here, by a show of hands, have you ever been to a beach, like a real beach, like the ocean beach, Zeosha beach, not like a lake beach thing, an ocean beach? You've been to the beach. Um, how many guys you love the beach? How many guys prefer, prefer the beach over mountains? Yeah, everybody, some of us are like still, still in there. Um, but here's the deal. I love, I love going to the beach. I've been to both, both coasts. I've been to, um, I've been to the Pacific ocean. I've been to the Atlantic ocean. I've been to the Gulf of Mexico. It's, it's, and it's all different. Every place is absolutely different. And, uh, this summer, on our missions trip to Nicaragua on our free day, we, we went to the beach, and it was awesome. Guys, there was a high tide warning. And they told us not to go out too deep. Or, the, or it could, the, what's it called? The undercurrent, under drip tide, under tide tow current thing, um, rip tide. That thing will pull you out into the, the deeps, the depths. And so they were like, no, yeah, you don't go out past your belly button. Like, don't go out too deep. But guys, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. The, the waves were coming in and like knocking you down. Like, seriously, like you would stand there and be like, Ugh! like 
knock you. It was awesome. We were jumping the waves. Like I was on Max's shoulders and we were jumping the waves and like getting knocked down and getting bloody knees and hitting rocks and stuff. Um, <clears throat> there, there's, there are people who, who like to bury people in the sand, right? Anybody like that? You enjoy burying, or you maybe you enjoy getting buried in the sand. And like, I've gotten buried in the sand and I'm like, this is just temporary, right? Like up to my neck and I'm like, like, yeah, not cool. I get, anybody like you get claustrophobic when that happens and you're like, oh Jesus, help me. Like, like you're breathing really hard. So, but who in here, speaking of beaches, speaking of the sand, who in here likes to build sand castles? Like you like sand castles. Um, Anyone... Here's the deal. Anyone who has been to a beach, listen, anyone who's been to a beach knows that whatever you build, however great it is, soon the water's going to come and it's going to get close enough. And pretty soon the water hits your sandcastle and the water will destroy all of your hard work and it will destroy what you've built. See, Jesus, he's talking about the, the dangers here. What he's talking about in these verses is the dangers of building your life on the, sta- on the sand. See, because sand is fleeting. Sand is temporary. And our God has a passion that you not build your life on temporary things. But he wants you to build your life on eternal things. And <clears throat> somebody, real quick, name me some temporary things. Temporary, yeah. Cars, yeah. Donuts. <laughs> Those are very temporary, very fast. Uh, temporary tattoos, right? Snapchats. Yes, that is temporary. Somebody else, some temporary. People. Mm, all right. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> wow. We're going to stop right there. Now, listen, listen. Now, somebody name me. Listen. Somebody name me something that's eternal. What? Jesus? What? Family? That's not eternal. Eternal means like forever, never ending. Heaven? Anybody else? Souls? Chuck Norris? Hell? So, so the, the, the level of things that are temporary, listen, the level of things that are temporary are like way up here. But the level of things that are eternal, that there's... I don't know what you just said. <laughs> but anyways, the level of things that are eternal, there's, there's not very much. There's not a whole lot that's going to last for eternity. There's not a whole lot that's going to go on for eternity. Isaiah 40, it says this, The grass may wither and the flowers may fade, but the word of the Lord will last how long? Forever. See, God wants you to build your, your lives on truths and principles and promises that will last forever. 
See, don't build your lives on, on fads or on trends or on, on quotes from Twitter or Instagram, but build your lives on the promises of God. Amen? So Jesus starts out this whole analogy thing with going, um, whoever, and when he says whoever, he's talking to anyone and everyone. It doesn't matter your race, your color, where you're from, how rich you are, how poor you are. He's saying whoever, when he's saying whoever, that means anyone. Whoever hears my words and applies them. He's saying, whoever listens to my words and follows what I say and does what I say. Well, let me give you a few things to write down. Number one, Jesus is talking about right here. He's talking about hearing and doing. He's talking about hearing and doing. He's talking about people that not only hear from God, but they do what God says. There's nothing, nothing, nothing more tragic than someone who hears what God says, but doesn't apply what God says. I'll say that again. There's nothing more tragic than someone who hears what God says, but doesn't apply what God says. The Bible says in James 1.22, it says, don't be, just, don't be just hearers of the word, but be doers of God's word also. See, in other words, it's not good for you to just just have a bunch of information. Does any of you guys you like you just collect information like you? I gotta have this. Like you have a computer full of like documents and files, and you just information overload. Like you're you you you're the people who who know way too many Chuck Norris jokes. Like you just loaded loaded with information. It, it's no good. Listen. It's no good for you to have a bunch of information. See, God doesn't want you to come to church on a Sunday or on a Wednesday or whenever you hear from God and just hear a message and you get this information and maybe you feel good about yourself, but you do nothing with it. See, God wants you to hear the word. He wants you to get the information. He wants you to get the inspiration and, and that, that it goes to your hands and to your feet and where it be, can become application, where you can do something with what you heard. Information, inspiration, application. You don't just hear a lot about God, but you're doing a lot about God. Is there anyone here, here, here you, you, know, you know you need to apply what God has to say? Me, I'm the only one, I guess. So, yeah, you know, anyone here, you know you need to apply what God has to say? Yeah, okay. All right, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Are you putting yourself in places to where you can hear from God? Are you giving yourselves opportunities to where you can hear from God? See, when you come to church, when the word's being taught, and you're playing around, and you're on your phone... Or you're messing around with the people around you. You're not allowing yourself to hear from God. You're putting distractions in between you and receiving from God. See, at home, um, a lot of times, uh, Kristen will say something to me from the other room. And uh, my response is... Um, Maybe I, I'm not able to hear like the normal person. Uh, maybe the TV will be on or the the, the kids will be doing something. And uh, Kristen will say something and, and, and I'll respond to like, what? I, I can't hear you. What? I cannot hear you. Come closer. Like, what did you, what? And so like, she'll say it again. And I'm like, 
I, I can't hear what you're saying. What? And so she'll say it again. And I'm, I'm like getting frustrated. And I'm like, what is, I, mm, I don't know. I'm like trying to do this and you're doing this and I can't hear this and because you're saying this. And like, what? And she's like, are you deep? And like, and, and like, and we, sometimes we have this problem hearing. Sometimes we have this problem with communication. Let me ask you tonight. Are you putting yourself in a position to where you can hear from God? See, that's, that's part of being in church. That's part of reading your Bible. That's part of worship. That's part of, uh, of getting in a place where you can hear from God because you cannot apply what you do not know. You can't apply what you don't know. Jesus says that he says, whoever hears my word and does my word, I will liken that man to a wise man. Does anybody want to be wise? I, I, I want to be pretty smart. I try to be. I'm not very good at it. But I want to be a wise person. In other words, he's saying, people that do what I have to say, people that follow what I have to say uh, about money, uh, about service, about giving, about the, the trials of life, about dealing with people, uh, about loving your haters, like living your life. People that hear what I have to say and do what I have to say, these people will be marked as wise people. Anyone want to be wise? Yeah. Second thing is this. Goals. Everybody like goals is like relationship goals, like sports goals, like muscle goals, like I don't know, flex goals, um, squad goals, whatever your goals is. But this is goals is to be the wise man. Make that your goal. Goals is to be the wise man. The goals is not how much you can have or how good I can look or how many followers I can get on my social media or how many people that I can attract or how successful I can be. The goal is wisdom. Jackson was asking me the other day. He was like, Dad, do you think you would be a better athlete now at where you are now or at where you were when you were in high school? And I, my response was, well, if I had the body that I had in high school and the wisdom that I have now, I could probably be a pretty good athlete. <laughs> but it doesn't work that way. Um, but the definition of wisdom is this. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. It does no good to know a lot, but don't do a lot. I know people who are life, lifers, like school lifers, which is great. Like if you want to go to college and pay debt for the rest of your life, cool, whatever. But they're school, they go to school and they learn lifers, and, and, but, and that's fine. But they don't do anything with this knowledge that they're gaining. They're just like, ah, I'm going to take this class, and I'm going to take this class, and I'm going to school again. And I'm like, what? No, do something with what you've learned. Um, it, it, it does you, um, it does, it does you good, no good to know what God says, but to not apply what God says. It does you no good to know what God says, but not apply what God says. It does you no good. A lot of us in this room, uh, a lot of people who've grown up in this church, you've done like JBQ, you've done 
BQ, you've done BBQ, you've done um, uh, uh, fine arts, uh, you've done missions trips, you've been in church for a long time, you've learned a lot of Bible, you know a lot of verses, you know, you've been in the, the, the girls programs, the rangers, all that stuff. But what are you doing with what you've learned? What are you doing with that knowledge that you've put into your life? A couple of summers ago, we went on a missions trip to Denver. Um, we were working in Denver. We were working with this homeless uh, community there. And uh, one day, we made a whole bunch of PBJ sandwiches. Peanut butter jelly. Like, mm, like I really, seriously, peanut butter jelly is going to be in heaven. Mark my words. Um, because, you know, you can really minister to someone if you give them a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And so we made all these peanut butter jelly sandwiches. We went down to this park. We started passing them out. We started talking to these people, started having these conversations. Um, but you guys, you guys know what amazed me um, when we were talking and praying with these homeless people. And not all of them. Um, this isn't all, all homeless people. And, and we're not here to, to judge anyone. But what amazed me was how many homeless people knew the word of God. How many of them knew the word of God? Like uh, some of them, they could quote scripture better than most Christians, better than a, a lot of pastors. But here's the deal. It does you no good to know a lot, but not apply a lot. See, wisdom is taking what you know and applying it to your everyday life. If it inspires you on a Wednesday, you should live it out on Thursday. It's not about what you hear. It's about what you do with what you hear. See, a wise person is someone who says, I have heard what God says, and now I'm going to go and apply what God says. I'm going to use what God says. See, God called me to forgive. I'm going to forgive. If you know your word, God calls us to be generous. Well, I'm going to be generous. God called me to love my enemies, even though I got a lot of enemies, I'm going to love my enemies um, because I want to be marked as the wise man, not as a fool. A fool does nothing about what they've learned. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. The wise man applies what God has to say. There's this guy in the Bible. His name's Solomon. Solomon wrote uh, three books of the Bible. He wrote um, Proverbs, which is like a whole book of tweets. If you, you like are Twitter people, like it's a whole book full of, you want to make yourself sound really, really smart. Just tweet Proverbs. Just tweet Proverbs and take all the credit for it and act like it was you, like retweets for days. Like it would, you would be so popular, so cool. But Solomon, he wrote Proverbs. He wrote Ecclesiastics. He, he wrote the Song of Solomon. And the Bible says he was more wise than anyone in the land. He was more wise. He was the wisest man on earth. And the Bible goes on to talk about how he, he's at the pinnacle of his wisdom. But God has spoken to him and he told him not to get involved with these women. I wish that God would speak that to some of you. I'm kidding. But he said he was, God was telling him, he was like, don't even get involved with him. Don't even be around him. Don't give him the time of day. Don't even get close to them. Now, Solomon, Solomon, with all of his wisdom, 
He defies what God says. Well, that's not very smart. And he falls in love with these women. Even though he was once wise, now he's living foolish. You see, you may be sitting here tonight feeling pretty good about yourself. Like, I do good things. I'm kind to people. Like, I, I go to church all the time. Like, I even take notes. And like, I do good things. I, I, and I'm pretty good. You may be sitting here tonight thinking you're pretty good and you're thinking you're pretty wise. But there are areas in your life where you can feel wise. But there are also areas in your life where you can be very, very foolish in. You have to be wise in all areas. And it starts with knowing God's word. It starts with knowing the word of God. Is there anyone, anyone in this room, you want to be marked as a wise person? There's a few more of us, okay? Maybe we'll go on and, and maybe everyone will agree at the end. But God says this, whoever hears my words and whoever's applied them, I will liken them to a wise man whoever built, uh, who built his house on the rock. But he, uh, he didn't build it on the sand that could be destroyed, but he built it on the rock, which is the word of God. Number three, write this down. Our foundation is built on the word. Our foundation is built on the word. And I'm not looking for politics. I'm not looking for celebrities. I'm not looking for my friends to build my life on. I'm not looking for trends or I'm not looking for fads to tell me what to build on. I'm looking at what the Bible says. The, that's where my foundation is. That's where I need to build my life on. It's the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Don't make me preach. The Bible. I'm building my life on the rock. On this, on the word of God. Watch what the Bible says this. Watch what the Bible says in Psalm 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my what? path. Second Timothy 3.16 it says this, all scripture how much scripture? All of it is inspired by God and it is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction how many of you guys, the word of God has ever corrected you? Yeah, you're doing something wrong and you read that and you're like, oh I was so wrong. Um, it, it's, it's for correction, it's for instruction it's a guide to your life and righteousness that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. How many good works? Every. Let me translate that for you. God's word will show us what to do. What not to do. And what to do when you haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing. Joshua 1.8. It says this. This is the book of the law. Uh, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But, but you shall meditate it on it both day and night. That you may observe to do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Anyone here want to be prosperous and have good success in your life? Know the word. Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the word of God is act alive and active. It's not a dead book. It's an alive book. It's alive and active. Did you know the Bible is the only book in history? The only book in the world. Where the author himself comes to teach you what his words say. If you want to know who you really are, start to read the Bible and it will show you who you really are. 
If you're lost, if you're confused, if you don't know who you are, you're wondering, you're trying to figure out life, which, which at this age, you're like, what am I doing with my life? And you're like, I got hair in my armpits. This is weird. Like, I, if you're trying to figure out things in your life, know what this says. I, 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 start to read the Bible. It'll show you who you really are. I don't want to be a person who, who builds my life, who builds my family, who builds emerge in the sand. I want to be a person of the Bible and, and who stands on the rock of God. And here's the deal, though. We don't just read the Bible to gain knowledge. We don't read it just to gain knowledge. And, and that's part of it. We read the Bible because it points us to Jesus. It points us to Jesus. Reading your Bible is the greatest way to get to know Jesus. If you want to know Jesus, you want to know what he has to say, read the Bible. Let's put it this way. If, if, if I wanted to get to know you guys in this room tonight, there were some of you, there's some new people here today. I'm not going to do this. I'm they're not going to be weird like this. Um, but if I wanted to get to know you, I would follow you on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, if you had a Facebook, like I would stalk you, like I would look up your pictures, your old pictures, your baby pictures. I would see what movies you like, what music you like to listen to, your favorite quotes. Like I would totally creep on you guys if I really wanted to get to know you. And, and <clears throat> it would really help to get, it would really help to me to get to know who you are. Um, and, and I would, I would get to know you by reading about you. The way you get to know Jesus is by reading about Jesus. You know his heart by opening the Bible and learning what he has to say. And when you get to know him and you start to be, begin to build your life on his truth uh, and, and his principles and, and, and on his promises... And on what Jesus said about this and what Jesus said about that. <clears throat> I'm not just going to know a lot. I want to be a person who applies a lot. But by applying a lot, I'm laying my foundation on his future. The man who builds on the rock, uh, the, the rain pours and the winds gust and the storm drops. And he says, this man will not Fall will not fail because he has a firm foundation on the rock. The very last thing I want you to know, I want you to write down. Rainfall doesn't mean that I fall. Rainfall doesn't mean I fall. Some of you, um, some of you guys in this room, you've been through some things. And, and you're standing, not literally, but like you're standing on the inside and you shouldn't be standing. The world has destroyed you. The world has hurt you. Some of you in this room, you're smiling and you shouldn't be smiling. Some of you, you've gone through divorce in your home. Some of you, gone, you've gone through sickness. Some of you, you've, you've been hurt emotionally. You have some deep, deep wounds emotionally and so bad, but you're still standing today. You haven't crumbled. You stand on the rock. See, when, when the rain falls, when the storms come, you better have a firm foundation or your life's going to crumble. Listen to me. There have been so many attacks that have come on my life that I know that if I wouldn't have already had a firm foundation in the word of God, I would have crumbled. I would have crumbled a long time ago. 
no matter what storms may come at me, I can stand and I can face them tonight because of my firm foundation on Jesus. See, I, I, I knew to worship. I knew to praise God. I knew who Jesus was and who he is. I stood on the word of God. I knew that he would never leave me. He would never forsake me. I knew that his word says, um, he, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. When sickness and disease come, comes, I start to quote scripture over my life. My mom taught me that. My mom, when I was a real young kid, she, she would put me to bed at night and she would, she would read scripture. She would help me memorize scripture. And, and I knew to stand on the word of God. I knew to stand on the word of God and that firm, <clears throat> that firm foundation. And I would say stuff like this. I would say, like, I'm above and not below. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm more than a champion. I'm a conqueror. And by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. No weapon for me is going to prosper. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and, and it... it, it if he did it for me, he can do it for you. If his words have blessed me and comforted me, it can do the same thing for you. Any of our leaders, our adult leaders in this room, you guys have been through some things, I'm sure. And anyone had God has blessed you mightily? Yeah. Students, if he can do that for them, he can do that for you. Some of you guys, he's already, he's blessed your life. You've already gone through some things. Maybe you don't even realize it. If he did it for me, he can do it for you too. <clears throat> you, but you have to have a firm foundation. If you don't have a firm foundation, you're going to wish that you did. <clears throat> so here's what I'm saying tonight, and I'm done. I'm wrapping up. I'm closing. Here's what I'm saying tonight. Um, I'm telling you tonight, you're going to go through some things in your life. You're going to go through some struggles in your life. You're going to go through some hurts and through some pains. The Bible, even God says that's going to happen. You're going to go through some things. Some of you, you're going to go through some really, really hard things. Some really, really tough struggles. But take comfort in the Word of God. Know the Word of God. Take comfort in his promises. Know what his promises are. Know Jesus and trust him. Even when the enemy attacks you so hard, pray to Jesus anyways. Stand on that rock. Stand on that firm foundation. Tonight, there's many of you in this room, you're being attacked. I don't know what it is for every single one of you, but maybe not even any of you. But there's, I, I really believe in a room this size, people this, this many, there's some of you in this room and you're being attacked by the enemy. He's really attacking your life and he's really coming at you and it's really, you're really struggling maybe emotionally, maybe physically, whatever it is. The enemy, he's really attacking and, and it's like the rain is falling. You need the rock. You need Jesus in your life. He is a firm foundation. We serve a God who can redeem what's been destroyed. He can take what's been destroyed and he can fix it. We serve a God that big. Nothing in your life, nothing that you've dealt with, nothing that you've already gone through or you're going to go through in your life is too big for God to handle. You need to know that tonight. 
There's so many of you in this room. You need to know that tonight. You're going to deal with some things. Maybe you already have. And there's some huge things that have the, the possibility to crush your life, to crush your spirit. But there's nothing too big that God can't handle. You need to know that tonight. And you need to rely on that. You need to rely on that firm foundation of Jesus in your life.